Welcome everyone. Happy Friday or Saturday, maybe, if you're watching this a little bit later on the recording. Welcome. Thank you for joining us for Tea and Contemplation. So to go ahead and get ourselves set up for our practice, making ourselves nice and comfortable in our space wherever we're at. So, you know, adjusting how you're sitting, adjusting what you're sitting on, getting your kettle started, heating the hot water, gathering up everything that you would like to intentionally call into your space today. And really noticing what all of those pieces and those elements are, you know, so there's, there's us, there's how we show up in our space and where we land, we come to, to practice each time. But then there's also all of the other little friends that are in our space, plant friends, and maybe some nice rocks. Maybe we're lucky enough to have some flowers from outside. Some little leaf buds. The mug that we're using, our tea bowl, what the tea bowl is resting on. So all these nice little things that help to make the practice feel very supportive and intentional. And also have a, a held place where the mind can wander. You know, if it's just us in the space, it might feel like the contemplation that we're doing, this space that we're attending and creating for ourselves may not have the full area that it could to explore, you know. So when the, the physical environment of where we're at, too, is also held and intentional, we can feel perhaps like we can... Just breathe a little easier, just relax a little easier, settling into our cushion, our chair, wherever we're at. And so that's the idea behind making a really loving space. It's not aesthetic. It's something that is done to, to support ourselves. And once you have everything that you need, there's no rush. You know, we take things nice and slow here. Just gathering up what we needed and putting to the side that we don't. But once you are settled or are ready to start settling, we'll take a moment to just allow ourselves to rest and sit on our cushion or our chair and to gradually start to invite in a bit of stillness. And this process takes time. It takes time every single time that we come to practice. Some days it goes a little easier and quicker. And some days, if there's a lot going on upstairs, it might feel like it takes a little bit longer. And know that all of that is normal. So if you're fidgety today, if you can't decide if you want to wear socks, if you need to go get a blanket to feel extra comfortable, you want to face a window and then decide you don't want to face the window. All of that is very normal. It's just part of making your body comfortable. And once the body starts to feel like it can settle into being comfortable, we can invite in a gradual stillness from the outside working way in. So starting perhaps with the feet, 
and saying good morning and hello to our feet, wiggling the toes and really feeling the floor beneath the feet. Some awareness that we are resting on earth somewhere beneath our floorboards. That we can feel the pull of gravity that keeps us held and in place. We can allow this awareness to travel up the bones of the legs, to the pelvis, to the spine. We can invite our arms to rest all the way down to our hands, our fingertips. Having the hands perhaps folded in the lap if that feels comfortable and cozy or Maybe the hands are resting on top of the legs. And the fingertips are wide and taking up room. And similarly, as we consciously brought awareness to our feet and to where our feet are resting and supporting, we bring awareness to our hands. So notice just the texture of what the palms are resting on. Is it something cool or warm? Is it fuzzy or smooth? Is it made of fabric? Is it made of wood? Does it have a name? Allowing this restful awareness to travel up through the neck, all the way to the head, to our face. And though we're not looking at ourselves in a mirror right now, just perhaps in the mind's eye, can we notice if we're holding tension anywhere on the face? Can we allow face to rest, the eyebrow to soften? top of our cheeks, the area around our nose, our chin, our cheeks, our jaw. And whenever a thought comes to mind, we might notice a little furrow in the brow. We can just invite face to soften. And finally, bringing our awareness to our breath, just noticing how we're breathing this morning. Knowing that we don't need to try to change it. It's not supposed to be like anything. It doesn't need to be deeper or longer or on a certain count or at a certain time. But we can just watch and observe how our breath is today. Reflection perhaps of what's going on inside for us. And as we interact with the world around us, and those two things coming together to create a certain pattern of breathing for us at this moment.
And so we're just checking in here before we start preparing our tea. We're just seeing how we are today. What do we need? Not only from our practice, but what do we need from our day? And sometimes that little window opens up for us during the practice space where we realize something that we can actually carry into the rest of our day with awareness of what we need. Once we feel like we've had a nice little moment to pause and to arrive, to check in with ourselves, we can then intentionally and gradually turn our awareness to also include our tea in this space, bring our tea into our practice. We can do so by picking up our tea, Whatever we're holding it in, maybe it's like a little container for the leaves or it's a tray. It's a little jar that you open. So just picking up your tea, saying good morning to your tea, bringing it to your nose and smelling. And as we allow the breath to be with ourselves, as we sit on our cushion, we're now inviting the breath to be with tea. So breathing in and out over the leaves. And with each little breath, they start to warm just a little bit. They start to give a little bit of feedback to you. What do you notice about that feedback? And that can be different any given day, depending on the conditions in your nose and just conditions in the mind and what you're noticing, but also the tea, which tea you've chosen for yourself today. I chose this lovely green style oolong that I like to practice with in the spring. It has long, dark leaves and very fragrant, very soft and kind of floral honey fragrance but for our practice where we're talking about spring blooms, this might be a nice one. Just consider what tea that you have called into your space today and why. What it is about this tea that you're grateful for, what it teaches you, what it helps you to become more aware of. And consider if that's the first time that Maybe you've noticed with that kind of awareness that tea is teaching you something. That that would be the reason why you work with a certain tea during a practice, during a certain time of year or during a time in your life when you needed some support. It's there to teach you something. Whenever you're ready, we can serve ourselves some tea just by taking a little pinch of leaves with our fingers. And as we do so, just noticing the texture of this tea, the weight of it, how it sifts and shifts around between the fingertips. And just placing whatever we feel like we need in our bowl. 
maybe a little bit more today, maybe a little bit less. Just depends on you, depends on the tea. And we can go ahead and get our hot water moving in our space however we need to get our hot water. If you need to get up to go to another room, feeling that you can take your time. You just move naturally, not hurried, not trying to get back to anything. Just moving comfortably in your space to go get your water, just like you would be moving on your yoga mat. And whenever you arrive back to your space and settling in on your cushion and you have your kettle, just take a moment to just pause first. Notice the weight of the water in your hands. Allow this to be a way that you can recenter yourself in your body, the awareness of an upright posture, alert, paying attention and offering to the tea. And then we slowly add water over our leaves, making a nice little stream as we go, appreciating the sound and the movements of the water inside our tea bowl today. And you can add as much water as you like. You don't have to fill it all the way up to the tip top. You can always add more later. And setting the kettle down, we turn our attention to what's going on on the surface of our tea. which might be a reflection of it, of what's going on on the surface of our mind. The first things that we notice, and things that stand out most clearly. We notice the shapes and the unfolding that happens in our tea. And without getting too deep into it, without trying to attach or force a meaning to something, but just a gentle observation of what comes up as we watch this. This slow blooming and unfolding of the tea. The theme of our practice today in part is noticing the blooms. So the blooms of spring. But it's not only blooms as in flowers or new leaf buds. Blooming of energy can also be a whole lot of other experiences, a whole lot of other feelings and emotions inside. And we take time to just notice what is unfolding. We can consider the role that it plays for us right now. We can consider whether this blooming feeling or awareness is something that brings us joy or suffering. 
Is it something that helps us to reach out, to expand, or is it something that makes us draw within? Is it new or is it something that has been dormant for a while? And we can start to see and understand a bit of this as we look at our tea. And look at what is blooming in our mind today. We lifting our tea bowl whenever the temperature seems comfortable that we can pick it up and we can bring it to our nose and we can breathe in the aroma that is being offered by the leaves. And here too, just notice what is opening up, what is blooming and being offered. And here it can also be a whole range of things. It might actually remind us of flowers, even specific types of flowers. And what is below the surface of that? Often there's this earthy, leafy, grounded quality that we smell in our tea. Reminder that flowers that are here for a brief moment of time in spring and they return to the earth and they become part of that again in this beautiful cycle. And so what are the cycles going on in your mind? What blooms and what returns back to the fertile earth of your mind? What is here for a little moment? Or perhaps even a slightly longer moment, a couple of weeks, couple of months, some years, that eventually returns back to your own earth. When the temperature seems okay, we can take a sip of our tea. Navigating and negotiating a little bit with the leaves that are in the bowl to do so. Opening up ourselves to the experience of being with the tea in a very full and literally unfiltered way to get really nice and close to what it's offering. And what is that first sip of your tea like today? Where does it guide your awareness? Sensations in the mouth, sensations in the nose. Just taking your own time. Another generous sip of the tea. Whenever you're ready. And with each sip, noticing as the tea waters your own earth, your own ground and field inside. And as you exhale, 
to each sip. What part of things inside are we able to let go? What is literally breathed out from our exhale? But notice also maybe some things just feel like it's a settling. Maybe the exhale feels like it's just something that is in the air like flower petals and comes back down to the ground and settles back in. That we have this ability as we sit with our tea and notice the patterns of our breathing, we notice the sensations inside the body to have awareness of things that are being invited in, things that are allowed to go, and things that settle and just become part of the cycle again. That become part of the seasons going on inside the body and inside the mind. And as you sip your tea, notice if any of that changes as you get closer to the leaves. As the flavor starts to deepen and perhaps our attention and our awareness is drawn to different parts of these sensations being offered. Perhaps our tea bowl started with a lot of light and airy springtime fragrance. And then now here, somewhere in the middle, getting closer to the leaves, maybe it's feeling more grounded. It's feeling closer to the earth. What does that feel like when some of that initial freshness is gone in the breeze? And you have what's here in the bowl now, in this present moment. Can it bring about deeper listening, deeper noticing? And as we prepare our transition now to our contemplation for the morning, invite you to take what you need from your tea. You can always add more water if you like, a little bit more fresh perspective. You can also simply rest and hold your tea bowl or watch your tea bowl as we consider our contemplation for the morning. Let's see what it's like to invite your tea in for the entirety of this part of the practice the rest of our time together in an intentional and connected way. That the tea is not something that is just a cup or a refreshment before we, we chat, but that it is what helps us to sink deeper into that conversation when we work with it intentionally for the whole of the time.
It takes me a second. <laughs> Friends, I invite you to take another sip. Part of what I'm thinking about today is story. And so with this sip, ask, what story is the tea telling you? About itself or about you or about someone or something else? I like stories. I make stories. I tell stories. And I value stories. I'm grateful for them because they help me know myself. I think stories can tell us where we come from. They can tell us about our ancestors. They can tell us about how we have arrived where we are what we have experienced, what we have learned, what we have cultivated, and what we have surrendered. They exist or can exist almost like legends in the, in the legacy of our lives. And stories are really powerful, really, really powerful. And it's important that we know that and that we recognize that when we tell stories and that when we hear stories, that we look at where the power is in the story, who is telling the story, from what point of view is the story being told? What does a story, who or what does a story reinforce? And who or what does a story erase? My tea tells the story of a rock, I think. And a seed is like a rock, but a seed is not a rock in a very important way, right? A rock sits and it moves if something moves it, but otherwise it just stays where it is. And it might release into the space around it, into the earth beneath it, into the air above it and around it. But again, not without a lot of effort, not without a lot of like input without something that is causing that rock to release. Otherwise, it's just going to hold what it's got. A seed seems like that, but is not that. If we put a seed into dirt and we cover it with dirt and we nourish it with a little light and a little sun and we wait patiently, then the seed is going to change. The seed is going to break itself open, right? Again, by virtue of the light and the water, and the time, it is going to take what it contains inside and rupture the shell that holds it and send that matter, that material into the earth. Because what is contained in a seed, the promise, the capacity, the opportunity has to go down before it can go up. So it will send what it contains down and out looking for more resource 
And when it has enough to go up, then it will again rupture the top of the surface and, and reach for the sky. Right, that is a story of a seed. Delena Ashley Yawn, Paul Andre Michel, Zhao Zhe Tan, Daoyo Fang, Julie Park, Hyun Zhang Park. These, along with two others, are the names of people who were shot and killed in Atlanta this week. And if we begin the story of what happened in Atlanta with them, with those people, and not with the person who ended their lives, what becomes of the story? What might we learn from that story? And how can we transform the stories around that story? Spring is, or starts, I guess, on Saturday? I think that's right. And someone told me that the meteorological first day of spring is March 1st. I don't know what it means for the meteorological first day of spring. I, I, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but, it, but someone says it's so, so okay. And my experience of spring is that in my body, I feel a kind of opening. I feel quite like that seed, right? There is a thing that cracks and breaks inside my chest. And then there is this spread, this, this spread of warm and like fluid growing movement that is like seeking the ends of my limbs and the top of my skull. And it just wants to, oh, just shoot, right? Shoot in as many directions as possible. That's something can, something that was close, that was sort of cycling or circulating in a narrow, close, tight way, suddenly wants to feel more spacious and more expansive. So spring feels like a season of promise. And I, I witness that in the flowers that poke out bravely of the surface of the earth and then open up in the sunshine and the there is a great quality of emerging in spring. And so you might be experiencing something like this, right? Coupled with this meteorological seasonal spring, at least in this part of the planet, is a kind of hope that is perhaps being born of a corner turned or a page turned in the pandemic experience that we have been sharing for the last year. And so maybe there is a, a quality of hope and a promise globally, collectively, and not just meteorologically or seasonally. So take note of what you feel in this time. Right? Notice mind. Mind in that sort of British verby sense, right? As in like minding a gap. Mind what is arriving. Notice what is arriving. These feel like important practices. And they're practices that I have learned and continue to learn in the physical practice of yoga, as well as some of the other practices, right? Some of the other limbs 
what do you see? What do you notice? What is true in this moment? What is the story that you can tell yourself about your experience without getting too attached to it because it certainly will change. And maybe, maybe you're not experiencing these feelings. Maybe you're not experiencing any feelings. That's okay. Notice that as well because that is instructive. What I believe to be true about what is blooming and blossoming and growing in us, as well as what is tender and wounded and aching in us, is that we must pay attention to it. We have to watch, we have to be curious and careful, full of care about what is happening, what is real and what is not, what is the true story and what is the story we like to tell because it makes us feel good. What is the story we don't want to tell, we don't want to look at because to look at would force us to acknowledge what is true, but that we wish weren't true. I'm so grateful for Suze's use of the word cycles in this time. I've been, I've been alive, I think, just long enough to begin to feel cycles in my own life. And this last year feels like it has been a kind of cycle, right? We are returning to a place where we were when things changed in a profound way. And I'm just, I'm just really grateful for the circle in that because it allows me to think back of what that circle has been. What is the story I tell myself of this last year? This year that is marked by spring and not marked by January 1. And if I am diligent and attentive, then I will look carefully at the narrative of that last year and look at what is growing and also what is hurting. Look at what is becoming and also what I wish I did not have to see and how I can meet both of those with compassion and attention and a very clear witness. How I can discover what they have to teach me about myself what that story has to teach me about itself and what it can teach me about what is around me, the people, the practices, the ideas, the institutions, what my relationship is to them and what I want it to be. I will stop talking in a moment. I want to leave us with this thought question To be alive is to be in relationship, I think. I think this is true for all things. I think it is especially true for people. And it's only a question of what we are in relationship with and to what we are in relationship, right? And I also think that to be alive means 
to feel pleasure and to feel pain. I, yeah, I mean, I we can talk later <laughs> about like the absence of feeling and being alive and what how those relate to each other. They do, and I think that makes that alive. I also think that being alive can mean pleasure and it can mean pain. It can mean joy and it can mean sorrow. It can mean vitality and it can mean grief. And I think that as we are attentive and compassionate with what is, with what is blooming, with what is aching, then we can know a more full story that those feelings can be and can continue to be without necessarily having to run the show, run the life, to be the center of the story. And so my question is, what can you be present to? How can you tune in? What can you pay attention to? and invite in more fully so that it need not be the center of the story. So a lot of what I'm thinking of today came from people way smarter than me. If you're curious about more about story and why story and how story, I would suggest the much beloved and much viewed TED talk by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie called The Danger of the Single Story. I'm also drawing on some leadership theory um, by a, a scholar named Jennifer Garvey, Berger, that's B-E-R-G-E-R. -E and uh, finally, thinking deeply about uh, the text Love and Rage by Lama Rod Owens. So I'd invite you to investigate any or all of those a little further and consider what they lift up in you, what they allow you to hold and understand. If you're curious about my work, you can find me online at uh, www.adevotedyogi.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter to the degree that I am on any social media space. You can reach me at beingt.com, B-E-I-N-G. So being like beings and not beans. Sometimes people think it's beans, it's not beans, though. So that's a different kind of tea. Beingtea.com. And you can reach me also uh, by email at suze at beingtea.com. Tea and Top Contemplation is an offering that we hold with live audience every Friday morning. So if you're feeling the need for a little community with your practice, it'd be lovely to see you here at the studio. Until next time, hope to see you soon. <laughs>